It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Open at them. Rise and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on. The coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerds. Welcome to the Back Row Morning Show, a part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. I'm Station Manager Matt. And I'm Mo, and we're the official exclusive morning show for LTN Radio. Nearly all of Love Thy Nerd shows and podcasts air on LTN Radio first, and you'll also find an amazing mix of Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie all week long. That's right. So if you are listening to our show on the podcast, well, you're late and you're missing out on all we have to offer. Check out LTNOnAir.com or download the Live 365 app. Search and favorite LTN radio. Today on the show, what Among Us shows us about our own humanity. We've got a game as well, a bad joke, tales of Florida man, five random facts, things we love, and more. But first, today is Wednesday, November 11th, 2020, and we've got some holidays to celebrate. Yep, yep. It is National Metal Music Day. Yeah! Are you a fan of metal music? I am a fan. Are you a metalhead? More of like the hair metal style. Okay. Talking Striper, Theocracy, those those Christian hair metal bands that are still making music. Some real good stuff. I do enjoy some of the metal stuff. I don't like so much the growly screaming kind of metal stuff. Agreed. We have a couple songs that play on the radio station that have a little bit of that in there just because the song itself's really good. But uh, if How it's do you just. you know the song is really good when you can't understand what they're saying? Because I'm not it's... saying the lyrics are really good. I'm just saying oh, the song okay. is really good. I got good. it. I got it. <laughs> but it's not. It's none of the songs that we play on LT and radio are like all that. It's usually like the bridge is that a okay. little bit. You know yeah. what I mean? But uh, the singing is spot on. Uh, but. Uh, other than that, not a big fan of the screamy stuff. Yeah, me either. Uh, it's also National Sunday Day. Yeah, not like on a Sunday, which is weird. Ice cream Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Go. And ex- there's your excuse. Go get a Sunday. <laughs> I'm actually not a fan of a Sunday. What? Okay, yeah. hold up. My one of my favorite all time desserts, treats, whatever you want to call it. Baskin Robbins. Triple scoop of mint chocolate chip with hot fudge, whipped cream, nuts, and a cherry. It is a, it is, that's, that's my, that's my comfort. Like, that's the thing I would run to at any moment if I could when I was having a bad day. Okay. You know what I mean? I, um, I misspoke. Ooh, okay. I was thinking banana split. Oh, no. Not a fan. Not a fan of a Not banana a fan split. of banana splits. Mm-hmm. They can kick rocks. Yeah. We will not celebrate that day when it rolls around. <laughs> I do like, though, <laughs> McDonald's hot fudge sundae. Oh, yeah. Basic plain. Mm-hmm. Even Vanilla that is ice cream. amazing. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even that. They don't give you the nuts anymore. No, they don't. Which is a bummer. Mm-mm. It's just vanilla ice cream and hot fudge, but I still... Still good. Mm-hmm. Still yeah. good. Nuts gave you a little texture, though. That was a little salt as well. It was a good... Whatever. Yeah, sure. Not everything can be my way. 
It's not Burger King. That's true. Can't have it my way. Sorry. <laughs> um, you also are not Usher, therefore, it is not my way. My way. I don't think I've ever heard that song. My way. Okay. Uh, These are my confessions. I've never no, heard that, that was, song. My way, I think, was his very first album. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. well. That started it all then. Yep. Okay. And it is also <laughs> Veterans Day. Oh, yeah. An actual holiday. An actual holiday. <laughs> Veterans Day. An actual holiday Day. celebrating something important. Yes. We're here talking about metal music and hot fudge Sundays. And Usher. <laughs> and Usher. And Burger King. <laughs> and people are sacrificing their lives. Giving it all. Okay. So help me remember, because okay. I always get them mixed up. Veterans Day is for... All who've served living and dead. Yes. Right? Yes. So it's like pure military focused mm-hmm. of celebrating, honoring. All right. Yeah. I got it. Yes. So <sighs> this is the day when people can actually post. So thankful for my husband for his yeah. four years of service. Yes. Okay. Please don't post that on Memorial Day if your husband is still living. But you can post that on Armed Forces Day. You can post it on Armed Forces so Day. So Armed Forces Day is like people here now. Memorial Day is people who have passed away in the military. Mm-hmm. And Veterans Day is like a, a, a smoothie of them both. Yep. <laughs> yes. A nice blend. Uh-huh. Got it. It's hard to remember. I'll have forgotten it by next year. Yeah, I know you will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It is game day Wednesday. We're going to play a game, a new game, another new game for our show Uh-oh. here. Uh, it's a game of riddles. Oh, gosh. Riddly little riddles. kind of feel like that's what you did to me yesterday. <laughs> yeah, with all the uh, Gen Z terms. That yeah. Was fun. Uh, but this is a new game full of tricky riddles uh we're going to each answer seven of these and whoever answers the most correctly wins great easy enough yeah sure. all right <clears throat> what gets wetter and wetter the more it dries the dryer uh no your dryer doesn't get wetter I mean, a towel does though oh. the more it dries it's g- drying g- off g- all right uh, poor people have it. Rich people need it. If you eat it, you die. What is it? Poor people have it. Rich people need it. If you eat it, you die. <laughs> Humility. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you took a chance. Uh, the answer is nothing. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's slightly offensive. I mean, yeah, but it's a riddle. Uh, number two. What is it that's always coming but never arrives? <laughs> Think outside the bun here, Mo. Outside the bun. Is that a clue? No. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what well, is always coming but never arrives? No guess? I don't know. Tomorrow. <laughs> I hate riddles. <laughs> I really do. Riddle four. What belongs to you but is used more by others? What 
what belongs to you, but is used more by others. My face. <laughs> <laughs> Close. You're in the ballpark. Uh, it's your name. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Now you're starting to think. Now you're now you're cooking with gas. I've been thinking here. the whole time. <laughs> but you're thinking in the right direction. What is as big as you are and yet does not weigh anything? <laughs> I wish you could see the faces she's making. <laughs> she thinks deeply, reaches into her mind palace and pulls out. Does not weigh anything. The air within my body. <laughs> Close. Your shadow. Oh. <laughs> All right, riddle six. If you are running in a race and pass the person in second place, what position are you in? If you are running in a race and pass the person in second place, what position are you in? Well, first place is too easy. <laughs> I'm, I'm running in a race and I pass. I don't know. <sighs> first place. No, you're then in second place. Shut up. <laughs> Holly. Oh, we got an ad. So uh, you got one more to go. How do you, how do you think you're doing? <laughs> Obviously quite awful. Uh, riddles are not my Zero thing. out of six so You know, far. some days, I don't know what it is. Some days I'll wake up yeah. and the kids will ask me riddles and I'm like, boom, 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 You know boom, exactly boom, what it boom, is. Boom, boom. But 98% of the time, <laughs> I'm dumb. Just stumped. <laughs> yeah. All right, last one then. Let's see if you can at least bring it home. Mm -mm. What can travel around the world while staying in a corner? <laughs> An airplane laboratory? <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad answer. Uh, the answer is a stamp. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like my answer better. <laughs> All right. So you got zero, so I just have to get one yeah, to win here. Mm -hmm. This bodes well. I don't know. I don't know how good I'm going to be at this either. <laughs> what gets bigger every time you take from it? A hole. You saw it in my glasses. I did didn't not. You, you totally no, saw I it in my not. glasses. You're such a cheater. I did not see it in your glasses. <laughs> <laughs> it's right. a hole, and I can tell you even how I know it. Because it was a it was like the last riddle that needed to be solved in some Are You Afraid of the Dark story that I watched a thousand years ago on Nickelodeon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, likely story. <laughs> Are we doing the rest of them? Yes. Or? Yeah, okay, I want to see okay. how good I am here. What can you break but not touch? Someone's heart. Mm-mm. Oh. <laughs> A promise. Oh. I mean, I guess you could touch someone's heart, but... Yep. It'd mm -hmm. be probably murder. <laughs> <laughs> That's called murder. <laughs> Oi. A daredevil jumps from a 10-story building onto a con concert street below and escapes any injury. How? Okay, I'm sorry. Read it one more time. I know. <laughs> a daredevil, daredevil jumps from a 10-story building, building onto a concert street below concert and escapes street. any injury. How? 
What's a concert street? I don't know. Uh, oh, maybe they meant concrete, but it's concert. C-O-N-C-E-R-T. Concert street. Probably concrete. Um, I don't know, though. I have no idea. This one doesn't make any sense to me. Okay, what's the answer? Oh, I get it. <laughs> he jumped from the ground floor. <laughs> he didn't jump from the top of the building. Mm-hmm. It's just the building is... T- I get you. Yeah, mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Um, I am a rare case where today comes before yesterday. What am I? I'm a rare case where today comes before yesterday. What am I? (sighs) What? I'm a rare case where today comes before yesterday. It's so much easier on this side. It really is. Um, I don't know. A dictionary. Dang it. Okay. Mm -hmm. What two things can you never eat for breakfast? Lunch and dinner. (laughs) I wouldn't. I knew that one before I hit show answer. Why didn't I get an easy one like that? Good grief. (sighs) What can be wasted but never bought? Time. Yep. Uh, We started on nine. We no, we started on eight. Okay. Unless you hit over when I handed it to you. I did hit over. Okay. It might, might have been nine then. Okay. And we're on 13. No. Then we started on eight. Yeah. This is five. Sure. Yeah. Okay, okay. Six. What has 88 keys but can't open a single door? <laughs> this is a piano. Mm-hmm. I am getting the easy ones. Goodness. Wheeze. <laughs> what has six faces and 21 eyes but cannot see? Okay, you said that very angrily like I should know this, but I don't know this. <laughs> what has six faces, 21 eyes, but cannot see? Mm-hmm. 21 eyes. Why 21? Why 21? <laughs> well, it has six faces. There's only two eyes per face. That would be 12. I don't understand. Um, um, what else has eyes? Potatoes? <laughs> <laughs> Fish? All animals, really, when you think about it. Uh, <laughs> angels have a lot of eyes? I don't know. I mean, an angel, that sounds like you're describing an angel, a biblical angel. <laughs> Six faces, 21 eyes. I don't know. A dice. Dang it! Makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Yep. Dang it. So are we done? Is that all seven? I don't know. We're on number 15. Eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Yep. Yeah, it was all seven. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know math. You didn't say this was a math test. <laughs> Said it was riddles. Gosh. <laughs> <sighs> all right. Well, hey, I got two. One, if you're accusing me of cheating on the first one, which I didn't. No, you actually got three. Did I get three? You what got was three. the other one I got? You got whole. I got whole. I got, got oh, time. time. I got time. That's And you I got piano. Yeah, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next week I get to challenge you again. 
for so I need to be brushing up on my riddles. belt. Brushing up on my riddles. Brush up on every them day. riddles. Every day. Every day. <laughs> every day. I'm gonna like start riddle my day. day with five a, minutes of riddle reading. Get a riddle riddle a day calendar a day. and go through the whole year in one week. Yeah. I can do it. <laughs> I can do it. All right, let's take a break here. When we get back, we tackle the online goings on of believers. There's more back row morning show in just a few. Stick around. Hey everyone, I'm Hector Mirai, and this is Faith and Fandom 180 on LTN Radio. I'm not a fan of conflict. I'm not a fan of arguments. And the times we live in right now are chock full of them. There was a season of my life where I was a screenwriter for a online show called Fanboy Faceoff. And on Fanboy Faceoff, it was my job every episode to write the script between the two hosts who would be arguing over who would win in a fight between two different superheroes, villains, or comic book characters. Literally, I wrote the argument, both sides of it. And I would literally spend my time figuring out ways to write an argument just with myself. And it was always pointless. But I would write it. The host would read the arguments like their script, and then the audience would vote online to say who won in the battle. And there would be a clear winner saying, hey, these two arguments proved a point, and now we've reached a conclusion, and here's the conclusion, and we moved on to the next episode. Life rarely works that smoothly when it comes to us actually arguing and dealing with other people in arguments. Right now, you can't throw a stick at the internet without getting into an argument. But let me tell you something. You don't have to engage and you don't have to prove everyone wrong. The world is not hinging on you single-handedly dissolving every conflict and argument you stumble across. There's this scripture in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 23 and 24. And it says this. It says, don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments because you know they produce quarrels and the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome and must be kind to everyone, able to teach, not resentful. Y'all, God straight up tells us to know our role and shut our mouth and to stop getting into all these arguments because We're not going to win anything. We're not going to change the world by arguments, but through kindness and the love of God and our example, we can actually do something. Remember to catch Faith and Fandom 180 every Wednesday morning on the Back Road Morning Show, only on LTN Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about what Faith and Fandom does, head over to facebook.com slash faithandfandom, where you can learn more about our podcasts, Comic-Con ministry, memes, and our book series that has seven volumes out with more on the way. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 187 minutes.
Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Station Manager Matt. And I'm Mo. If you're listening on Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network, remember that all of our shows air first on LTN Radio during the actual morning hours, and we'd love to kick off your day with some humor and fun. That's right. You can head over to LTNOnAir.com and see the schedule and also download the Live 365 app on your smartphone device. You can also enable the LTN Radio skill on your Echo devices, then simply ask Alexa to play Back Row Radio. Do anything else? Mm. <laughs> I was actually finishing a yawn. Before we do anything else, I've got five random facts for you about metal music. Apparently, I bore Mo with my interest. I'm to the tired. Sound. It's early. Good grief. Five random facts about metal music. Uh-huh. Bring it. Ready? I'm okay. ready to. Not Christian metal. <laughs> As you were talking earlier, I was like, oh, that would have been really smart had I prepared actual like facts about Christian metal music. But no, you know, I, di- I didn't think about that. That's all right. <laughs> uh, the Everyone first... knows you're a heathen. It's okay. Yeah. You know <laughs> I make that pretty clear on a regular basis. <laughs> the first edition of Metal Massacre misspelled Metallica's name with two T's. <laughs> That's sad because uh-huh. it's just metal. Yeah. It's just the word metal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yep. While serving time for petty theft as a teenager, Ozzy Osbourne used a piece of graphite to tattoo the letters O-Z-Z-Y across his knuckles. Mm-hmm. Sounds like something he'd do. Yeah. Slayer guitarist Kerry King was at one point a keen breeder of show dogs. <laughs> you know, All right. Before you're a metal guitarist, you breed pups. Hey, uh, the, the, the taste of music doesn't really imply that everybody has to be Ozzy Osbourne. Even, even Ozzy Osbourne on the Osbournes was really kind of just a down-home guy. Well, yeah. He wasn't always snacking on chicken heads, guys, or bat heads, or whatever it was bat he heads. ate. yeah. Somebody ate a chicken head. I don't remember who. No. Nobody ate a chicken head. Somebody's. Eating the chicken Nobody head. ate a chicken. No, okay, wait. It might have still been Ozzy, but not eating it. I think he threw a chicken into the crowd and they tore it all up and everyone really got upset about it. Okay. Uh we're moving on to the next fact. <laughs> uh sort of in keeping with the same tone. The title track of Megadeth's Countdown to Extinction album was awarded the Humane Society's Genesis Award for raising awareness about animal rights. <laughs> yeah. And lastly, System of a Down's name was inspired by a poem called Victims of a Down, but they went with System partly because their albums would sit closer to Slayers in record store bins. <laughs> That's good marketing right there mm-hmm. that's that's good forethought that was wise of them it's the same reason that there are so many triple a storage or lawyers or whatever in the phone book uh-huh because they're the first ones you're gonna find yep <laughs> gotta use that that lettering to your advantage guys yep uh let's do some uh florida man here we got some florida man tales florida man first of all Florida man catches 1,000-pound gator after it has stalked him for years. Wow. There's something in the water between them. Took him years, but a Florida man has finally caught and killed an alligator he swears has been tormenting him. Uh, Fisherman Corey Capps told CNN, Three different times in the last two months, I've been back there fishing and he stalked me. 
So me and him, something was going to give between the two of us. Caps had been dreaming of catching the gator, which has lived in a river in his hometown, uh, Blountstown, Florida, for three years. Then this month, he was taking a boat ride on the Apalachicola River. I have no idea how to pronounce that. Uh, with his wife when he spotted it lying on the bank. Quickly, he called his friend Rodney Smith, who can legally hunt alligators thanks to state-issued gator tags. The pair took the 12-foot John boat out on the river the next day, October 13th, and once again spotted the gator lounging in the same spot on the bank. What? I'm listening. Oh, you're shaking your head. I thought I did something wrong. No, this gator is... (laughs) The pair took the... Oh, I said that already. While Caps and Smith recognized that they were prey... Sorry, that their prey was large. They weren't prey. They could have been prey. They didn't realize just how big the reptile was until they speared it. We went out and harpooned him, and we didn't realize. We knew he was big, but not as big as when we pulled him up out of that bank. Across the top of his head, the gator measured 16 inches wide. He weighed in at 1,008 pounds and measured over 13 feet long. He is the biggest one I ever seen, said Caps, and it took the pair some three and a half hours to move the animal 100 feet to the John boat. Three and a half hours. No, thank you. <laughs> All right. Next up on Florida Man Tales. Florida Man. Florida Man invents a robot to insert and remove his contact lenses. <laughs> Florida man who requires special contact lenses to see invented a robot to help people with dexterity issues invent and remove their lenses. Uh, Craig Hershoff, who uses special contacts known as scleral lenses, said he invented his voice-activated robot to help elderly patients and others with dexterity issues insert and remove their contact lenses without another person's assistance. Actually, pretty cool thing. Uh, We tried the device on elderly people. I'm elderly, too, and it really helps with dexterity. They've all liked it and appreciate how well it works the robot uses suction cups designed to create the ideal amount of suction to insert and remove the lenses easily <laughs> Mo's shaking her head no nope. thank you. Uh-uh. <laughs> this is just another way one day it's good when the robots revolt they're gonna grab me by yep. my eyes and then i'm done <laughs> <laughs> just suck that eyeball right out that's exactly what's gonna happen <laughs> just it. one malfunction yeah one malfunction is all it take you got no more eyeballs exactly you just Two sockets. <laughs> I can I, I can visually see it now. Good morning, Mo. How are you doing? Would you like your contacts placed today? Yes, thank you. <laughs> I can't see. You should have been nicer to me yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? This is how it happens. This, this is how is we how take over the world. <laughs> One day in every home in America, there will be these suction cup things and then that's when the robots revolt yeah suck out all of our eyes and then it's just a matter of plucking us off because mm-hmm. what are we gonna do yeah the blind people will actually have a leg up because they'll be used to this stuff it's true <laughs> funny, man funny stuff all right and lastly florida man wins one million dollars from a scratch off he left sitting on his fireplace for weeks mm-hmm. jacksonville man left a scratch-off ticket lying around his house for weeks and never realized it was worth a million dollars james kinder 38 claimed a million dollar top prize from the fastest road to one million dollars scratch-off game he chose to receive his winning as one time uh, one lump sum payment of seven hundred ninety thousand dollars which is the dumbest way 
to accept lotto winnings, guys. Mm-hmm. Dumb. Dumb, dumb, dumb. dumb Kinder dumb, says dumb. <laughs> Kinder says that he left the winning ticket sitting on his fireplace unscratched for weeks before he remembered it was there. I came across the unscratched ticket while cleaning the house. When I scratched it, I realized it was actually a $1 million winner. Wish I'd have found it sooner. <laughs> well, duh. Well, duh. <laughs> Shoot, I was out there pulling change out of my, my couch just to get myself a double cheeseburger the other day. And now, like, I could buy all the double cheeseburgers on the planet. Uh, I could buy everybody a double cheeseburger. That'll bring the world together. Everybody, no. James well, Kinder, no. do you want to do something great for 2020? Buy everybody a cheeseburger. Nope. Or a taco. How about a taco? A uh, retailer will receive $2,000 uh, as a bonus commission for selling the winning ticket. It was a Circle K in Jacksonville. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. Strange things are always afoot at Circle Ks. <laughs> so, you know, a little good news, other than the fact that he took the dumb way out and got all the money at once, which means it'll likely be all gone in a year's time. <laughs> Great job, James. Look, guys, if you win the million dollars don't quit your job get it paid out over 30 years you'll get like thirty thousand dollars extra a year which is a good boost to do whatever you need to do around the house help pay off your house get a new car those kind of things go on a cruise when we can go on a cruise again when you can do that again hey i read a an article that uh cruise lines are going to ask people to volunteer to go on cruises before they can actually open up sailing again yeah i volunteers tribute because <laughs> they're supposed to be testing out new methods of test it of, out uh, on me of germ protection which I, will go. I honestly don't know what else they could do I will go. they literally hose you down with with uh sanitizer at every possible moment mm-hmm, i know but then again at the beginning of a cruise which if you've never been on one you don't know this is happening at the very beginning, before you even ship off, you have to be a part of this like safety training thing where you go out and you stand shoulder to shoulder, uh, butt to butt with, with everybody on the boat to learn all the safety measures. Did you have to stand out on the deck? To I do did. It? Okay. Yes. So I think that's a nor you went Norwegian, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. I think that's a Norwegian thing. Okay. In Carnival, they have you in the different theaters, the different kids' areas. They have, oh, okay. uh huh, yeah. It's much nicer because it, it was is. boiling hot mm-hmm. out there. We yeah. were dying. It took forever. Yeah, it took like an hour and a half for them to tell us seven things. Because mm-hmm. most of it was getting everybody there, make sure everyone was getting ev- for. Yep. getting everybody there, and then playing the alarms like seventeen thousand times so yeah. that you know what to <laughs> also, expect. Also, when we when we went in order to save money, we took my mom as well, but we also took my kids mm-hmm. to save money instead of trying to pay for a room that had like four beds for all my kids. And then my mom gets one bed. We paid for two rooms, one with enough space for three, one, two with enough space for three, essentially. Mm-hmm. And so my kids were actually registered in my mom's room. Uh-huh. And so we didn't think about that. We're like, well, OK, for the safety training, they got to go with her. Yeah. And so we're trying to get her to the place. She's on the all the way to the opposite side of the boat. We're trying to get her to where she needs to be. Uh, and then we're trying to get our kids there. And so yeah. she's over there already. We start taking our kids over. Well, she can't 
she never saw us and so she comes looking for us and she starts walking to the other side of the boat oh, great and so we were one of the people dragging the thing down because we yeah. couldn't get to where we needed to be yep so that was fun too yeah anyway what were we talking about uh, florida man florida man yeah <laughs> florida man america's worst superhero mm-hmm. so in case you didn't know there was an election what and uh even it's, like the presidential uh, election? Uh, yeah, I mean, even oh. if it's actually decided right now, which I don't know if it is, I don't know. Uh, it's it was it was contentious. Uh, uh, but one thing I do know is that I have never felt my timeline so divided. We are also on edge this whole year, really, from from moment to moment, crisis to crisis. And as the reality that this stuff won't end in 2020 starts to set in, thanks a lot, Mo, mm-hmm. uh, we're all ready to get at each other's throats. Mm-hmm. I mean, am I wrong? Am no. I wrong, folks? No. Mm-mm. One of our saving graces during these last few months has been Among Us. What? So I have not been this infatuated with a video <laughs> game since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Since GoldenEye 007 on the Nintendo 64. Okay. I am nearly addicted to this thing. Okay. Now, I saw you post something uh, earlier today, I think it was. Yeah. Can you share what that post was? Because that'll set up what I'm going to say. So I actually (laughs) noticed that my daughter had been watching Norris Nuts on YouTube, which is a family out of, I believe, out of Australia. Okay. Um, They have several kids. But their original following started with their oldest four kids, three girls and a boy, okay? And they just do all these challenges like most YouTubers do. Well, this one specifically, they were watching all of these different Among Us videos and reacting to them. Yeah. I don't know how I got sucked in to watching this video. I just happened to sit down in the same room that my daughter was watching TV. One good video of Among Us that they're reacting to, and I'm like, oh, I'm hooked. <laughs> I'm hooked. I sat there and watched the whole thing. So y'all have been playing Among Us as mm-hmm. a family. Are y'all right. still doing it most nights? Most nights, yeah. Most nights, uh, which has got to be the best way to play it because nobody else in my house is playing it, and it's frustrating, but we're also never there together anyway when yeah. we could play it. Um, for those of you who don't know what Among Us is, it is a smartphone, well, not smartphone, but you can play it on smartphone, you can play it on your computer. Uh, it is a game that essentially sets you up with 10, of, 10 people total. Mm-hmm. You're astronauts on this uh, ship, uh, and there's a bunch of things wrong with the ship that you got to fix. But among that 10 people, one of you is an imposter. Uh, it's an alien monster who's out to kill everybody. Think The Thing, the movie The Thing. It's kind of that same basis back from the early 90s or 80s, whenever that came out. Um, and so your goal is to go around, and, as the imposters, to go around and kill everybody uh, without being caught. And so when bodies are found... Uh, when the bodies hit the floor. <laughs> when the bodies are found, uh, people will report it, and you'll get together and you have a discussion there about, oh, where was it? Who do you think was there? Who's suspicious? All this kind of thing. And uh, you vote people out, or you skip, whatever. But uh, the game keeps going until you either finish all the tasks and save the ship, 
or you vote the imposter out. Mm-hmm. Uh, really fun, really addictive game. It came out in 2018. It was very popular in a couple foreign nations. I think it was like South Africa and like Finland. It was like, you know, crazy places that played it a lot, but okay. it didn't hit here for a long time until this just really just a few months ago it started taking off here in america to the point where like the creators of the game were about ready to just start working on other projects they're like all right well this never struck it big let's Mm -hmm. let's get going and then suddenly boom it did and now they started working saying that they were already going to start working on this you know among us too and then they've changed it and they said no actually we're going to just keep working on this one and make it as good as we possibly can. So they've already started taking some uh, advice. One of the things, one of the notices, things that I've noticed just today in an update uh, from this week is that they're trying to help out colorblind players. So when you do the wires task where you have to match the color wires, mm-hmm. now the wires have a little symbol on them as well. Ah. So you can match the symbols if you can't really tell the colors, which I think is great. Yeah. What I want is a dedicated hide and seek mode, please. That yes. would be really fun. It's really infuriating to try and explain the hide and seek rules to everybody. Yeah. Anyway, that's beside the point. <laughs> I have not been infatuated with a video game like this in a long time, like I said, um, to the point where I have a play youtube playlist full of multiple hours of yet to be watched playthroughs that you know twitch streamers have been compiling and editing and like putting like typing out the captions for and everything i don't know whether to be proud or disappointed (laughs) i'm disappointed in myself but i'm addicted to it (laughs) um i watch five up i watch valkyrie i watch toast uh, all three of them Fantastic players, really entertaining stuff. Uh, yeah, I just, yeah, if that's what you're into, go check those guys out. Really fun stuff. Um, but what I have, <laughs> what I have pulled out of playing this game and interacting with people is uh, how it actually showcases how frustrating humanity is right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does discussion time usually go in the games you play? Now, you play with your family, so y'all get to talk in person. Yeah. How does it go, usually? Um, well, here's a, a fun little story. <laughs> we haven't played, actually, in almost two weeks. Oh, yeah? Because the last time that we played... And, you know, <laughs> we, we've talked about how we have certain rules. Right. You know, you can't... Call an emergency meeting just because you think you saw something. There has to be a dead body. Okay. Otherwise, it just becomes a bunch of he said, she said, and that's annoying. Right. Um, it becomes one big fight, one big argument. <laughs> Early on in the game, I simply went and hid and didn't do tasks. That's because I was still learning. I was still, I didn't understand all the tasks. Oh, uh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So my whole technique was just survive. <laughs> just live. Um, and so I would hide. And then very quickly, my whole family was like, you've got to do tasks. Who's we not doing yeah, tasks? We can't win if you're not doing tasks. So I started doing tasks. We got quite a few victories. Well, the last time that we played, my 14-year-old... I don't remember if he was imposter or crewmate. I don't remember 
where he was in the game, what exactly he was doing. Um, but he accused me of buddying and not doing tasks. <laughs> and threw an all-out fit and was like, I'm done playing with you guys. You guys don't know how to play. All you do is go and hide and buddy up and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, excuse you? I have done and completed all my tasks. Thank you very much. Look at my phone. Tasks complete. I'm not the one that didn't do it. Whatever, Mom. Whatever. I'm not. Okay. And we're done. See if I ever play with you again. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that's that's how the conversations go down in our house. Goodness. Uh-huh. Yeah. I do not like to be accused of doing things that I don't do. Absolutely. And yeah. also, buddying is a strategy. Oh, but that, there's only five of us. I understand. And so, but the point, but there's, there are methods in the game to get you to not be buddied up anymore that the imposter has. And that's calling reactor, calling O2, yeah. calling all those other things where people have to split up at least either to other sides of the room or in O2, you're in two completely different parts of the ship. Yeah. And that's how you do it. You got to employ those strategies if you're going to be a good imposter. Come it's on, Toph. Come on. Although I do have to say, whenever <laughs> comms is sabotaged, I never go fix it. No. Because here's the thing, and this better not make it to anybody in my family. When I am imposter, I will sabotage comms. I will go hide in comms, knowing people are going to come in here and Eventually, fix it. Yeah. yeah. And you did. <laughs> So when I'm not imposter and they sabotage, I ain't going nowhere near that room. <laughs> nope. Somebody else can go fix it. <laughs> yeah. Watching like the, um, the live streams, um, from those guys has taught me a lot of tricks on how to, you know, win in certain instances and when things are happening and like what to do when you only need to make one more kill and you need to make sure that you know, they don't hit the emergency button and you're able to get them to go to a specific place so you don't have to hunt them down. Mm -hmm. And that's like usually call reactor right away. They can't hit the button when the reactor is going off. Two people have to go turn it off. And when they walk in, you kill one of them and it's done. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's fun. It's a lot of, it's a challenging game. Um, hide and seek version for those of you who are unaware anytime you go play this game and the name of the room the lobby is hide and seek or some variation of hide seek that lobby is playing by different rules uh, instead of not knowing who the imposter is uh, and trying to vote somebody out the imposter has to vent at the beginning of the game in the cafeteria or wherever the closest vent is so everyone can see who the imposter is. And then there's no sabotages. There's no venting after that. Everybody is just supposed to do their tasks and try and hide and run away from the imposter. And the mm -hmm. imposter usually cannot see beyond just a small circle around them while everybody else usually has much wider vision. Right. And so the imposter has to usually be right up on you to see you and to kill you. Right. And so that's kind of the hide and seek thing. And uh, it's really fun. So it's really just like, can we get all these tasks done before he finds all of us and kills us? Mm -hmm. And it's a blast. There's no discussion time, which I hate the discussion time on uh, chat, like when you're texting on your phone, because this is what we're talking about, actually. So let's jump into why I hate it. Okay. There is immediate accusations yeah. with blind following. Mm -hmm. There are 
people turning on each other with no evidence yeah. really quickly. Mm -hmm. And when we're imposter, it's so easy to lie almost all the time. Yeah. Those are the three things I want to dive deeper into that showcase where we are as a society, as humanity right now. And we're going to take a quick break right now. And when we come back, that's what we'll be doing. And hopefully it'll better us. We're super sus when the Back Row Morning <laughs> Show returns. Stick around. We here at LTN Radio know that not everybody is nerdy in the same ways. And you might find yourself in a situation where you hear a word or a phrase that you've never seen before and have no idea what it means. Well, have no fear. I'm here to help. Today's word is kayfabe. This is a term from the world of pro wrestling. It means keeping up the illusion that pro wrestling is not scripted. This is a complicated concept, but the basis of kayfabe is wrestlers making sure that the fans believe that what they're seeing is 100% real and not scripted or fake in any fashion. Even as recently as the early 2000s, WWE did their best to keep up the kayfabe, but as the internet became a growing thing, kayfabe started to go out the window. The final nail in the coffin came with the launch of the WWE Network as they began to create several behind-the-scenes documentaries of wrestlers in huge feuds chatting happily before and after big matches. However, even today we do see certain characters such as Bray Wyatt's The Fiend, who try to never have an out-of-character persona anywhere online. The longest-running kayfabe persona was The Undertaker, who's hardly ever broke character for nearly 30 years, but with the recent five-part series Undertaker The Last Ride, he finally took off the facade and shared about his entire career breaking kayfabe hope this helps come back next week for another nerdy definition welcome back to the back row morning show i'm station manager matt and i'm mo and i just sniffled in the microphone <laughs> We hope you're listening to us on LTN Radio when we air each weekday morning at 7 a.m. and again at 9 a.m. Central. Oh, that's right. You can head over to LTNOnAir.com, see the schedule, and also download the Live 365 app on your smartphone device. Stay up to date on all of our shows and enjoy this amazing mix of music we have playing throughout the day. Uh, so we are talking about how we interact in Among Us, the, the popular game sensation right now. If you don't know what it is, go Google it. You'll see all the little tiny little cute astronauts all over the place. <laughs> uh, and how this game shows us real aspects of our personality in how we immediately accuse someone, often blindly following that accusation. Mm -hmm. How we can turn on each other so quickly and how we lie so easily with such confidence mm -hmm. and so when we tie into this our our how we actually act in our daily life in social media how we've responded like to politics this election everything else masks shifting the blame personal responsibility all that kind of stuff we really start to see how yeah we're all in we're all stuck in that indefinite among us chat of who's to blame Who's right? Who's wrong? Who's lying? Who's telling the truth? Who's suspicious? Who's Don't not? Be suspicious. Who's Don't cleared? Be suspicious. 
Who's hard cleared? <laughs> I'm getting into the actual terminology. Who's marinating? <laughs> that still just sounds it's wrong. Still, yeah, it sounds gross. Um, but I mean, th- this year has brought out the worst in us when it comes to how we interact with other people. And I think that's obvious, right? I yeah. mean, we're, we're at a point we, you know, where even just accidentally saying something that's slightly off of the social norms now can get you labeled something terrible for life. Mm-hmm. If you accidentally say something that two years ago wouldn't have been offensive, that is offensive now, you're not only canceled and done, even today now we're starting to fear for like our very lives, yeah. which is a scary place to be. But taking it, uh, taking the scope down from the entire world uh, at large and, and focusing it more in on the church and, and uh, believers in general and how we interact with other people, believers or non-believers alike on social media, that's what's been most disheartening to me this year, I think. Mm-hmm. And that we have quickly, quickly jumped on conspiracy bandwagons, jumped on uh, just straight up anger grouping, you know, not necessarily, not talking about like riots or, or protests or whatever, but more like, you know, I need to find a Facebook group hmm. that is already complaining about this thing so right. I can complain about it too. Yeah. Uh, that's not a good habit for a believer to be, <laughs> to be exhibiting. <laughs> um, but we talk about like the masks, the mask mandates or all the other like mandates that have gone along with this COVID-19 thing. As we've gotten more and more tired of the lockdowns, more and more tired of the restrictions and definitely more and more tired of wearing masks all the time. A lot of us have reached the point where like, we don't care anymore. Yeah. And it's, a, I guess it's all right to have that mindset, but we get to that point where we don't care. And then we take it a step too far. And like anyone who doesn't, anyone who still does care is wrong and deserves right. to be criticized. Yeah. When there are quite a few people that have a genuine reason to care. Like if they have an elderly person in their family that mm-hmm. they're around all the time and exactly. would like to still be around from time to time. Uh, but you're seen, you're, you're kind of seen and even ashamed as, as you know, buying into the lie that mm-hmm. the governors are selling and whatnot. And, you know, look, I can't say that Every single thing that every governor does is is correct, or I can't 100% say that some of this data is not manipulated, sure, but for it all to be manipulated, for it all to be wrong, for everything to be a conspiracy, there would have to be so many people in this world in on it, including very nonpartisan doctors and uh, a lot of dead people. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it can't all be a conspiracy when there are actual results that have happened from it. Mm-hmm. How we handle that, that's a whole different thing. But how we treat each other based on whether or not we're standing up for it the same way that you are or not is, is uh, disheartening. Mm-hmm. There have been, this year, I have had to mute on Facebook more people that are my friends than ever. Because I cannot take the constant hate spewing. Yeah. I follow a lot of people, um, more so on Twitter than on Facebook, um, that 
disagree with me in a lot of areas. Yeah. Spiritually, politically, um, ethically, a lot of different places. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I know them as people or I've gotten to know them as people online over the years. And even though we disagree, I can still say that they're my friend. Mm-hmm. I like them as person. I might not disagree. I might not agree with them on a lot of things. Yeah. That doesn't mean that they should be kicked out of my life. Right. But this year, uh, I guess we click over to the election. This year, we've seen that be. We saw it a little bit with um, Hillary versus Trump, 2016. Mm-hmm. People blocking family members, blocking each other, and all kind of uh, kinds of stuff. I, I think that we saw it even before that in 2008 with you Obama. Think so? Mm-hmm. To that degree, where it was that noticeable? Oh yeah. I don't really remember it that much, but I guess, I don't know, maybe. Well, and it, honestly, it may have been the area that I was in because I was in North Carolina. Mm. And so it was very racially divided at that point. It was a, a racial standpoint at that point. If you didn't vote, then you were obviously racist. I see. (laughs) So that's the first time that I really remember an election period being very, I guess, Diversive. Tense. Divisive. Mm-hmm. Divisive. Thank you. <laughs> That's uh, what I yeah, meant to say. Yeah. And uh, like I remember a few years ago, or not, I think it was last year. Last year, somebody put out this, this chart of how our politicians used to be lined up, um, where like, I think it was 10 election cycles ago, the House and the Senate would often have like 75% of each side would vote for the same things. Right. Like there would be a lot of crossing the aisle, working together, working yeah. something out, give a little, get a little mm-hmm. kind of stuff and things would get passed. Yeah. And now we're at this point where there's like three people on either side that are often willing to work for each other and everything else is a partisan thing. Yeah. And that is why for the last several years, we've seen nothing really get passed that has to go through both uh the House and the Senate. Yeah. Because the House is currently Democratic run. It looks like it still will be Democratic run uh, moving forward. And the Senate has been Republican run yeah. and likely will be uh, continuing on the next couple of years. And so nothing can really get done because nobody is willing to make A compromise. concessions, compromises. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there were three stimulus packages that got passed. And uh, now we're stuck on this fourth one. We've been stuck on it for months. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this one was going to be a big deal. And it's because neither side is able to come to any kind of agreement. Yeah. And that, that kind of attitude is now transitioning into all of us. Uh, I think part of it is to blame that we can see all of it so more clearly now with the 24-hour news cycle, with... Uh, all kinds of conservative and Democrat independent like news sources and commentary places that have sprung up over the last uh, decade or so. Like we're we're seeing behind the curtain more and more about the goings on in Washington Mm -hmm. and almost like we're choosing a football team. We're going die hard with our side. Yeah. And the other side is the enemy, Mm -hmm. not people that disagree with us but we need to get along with and work together with the enemy Mm -hmm. and that's when our christian faith uh the way we're supposed to treat the world around us goes out the window 
And instead, we're relying on our politics or we're relying on our opinions on how the world should be done, you know, run. Basically, we're running, we're running solely on uh, how we would shape the world as opposed to how God shapes the world. Yeah, I agree. 100 (laughs) percent. I mean, have you... Have you had to like block people this year? Surprisingly, no. No, that's good. I, yeah, surprisingly, no. <laughs> like I've seen, even in, you know, I've seen this kind of stuff even in myself. You know, I'm not trying to say I, I'm perfect. Uh, I I have quite a few friends through like Celebrate Recovery, the program that I, I run here, that are believers, but might be new believers mm-hmm. that. Uh, I, I kind of in our area, I kind of assume most believers are leaning conservative, leaning right. Republican. Uh, and I saw on Facebook, you know, through this election, you know, this one guy who who is definitely a believer, definitely, uh, you know, a solid believer, but just ready for Trump to get out saying, come on, you know, come on Biden. I'm like, Oh, that's surprising. Yeah. And it took me, took a back, took me back. And not that I'm this big Trump supporter, but it, it took me, uh, a second to just like kind of cope with that from saying yeah. like, Oh, I did not expect that from yeah. you. Cause I'm definitely not a Biden supporter. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you know, Trump is also not great, especially from a Christian standpoint, but, uh, when it comes to the conservative values behind the party anyway, I'm like, oh, that's probably leaning better mm-hmm. in our favor. And so I was surprised at uh, that reaction. And I had to stop myself from being like, well, I don't want to see that. Yeah. You know, like I thought for a split second, should I just mute him so I don't have to see his stuff? I'm like, oh, that's the wrong attitude to have. Right. We should be surrounded by people who see things differently than us Mm -hmm. because they grew up differently than us. They have different experiences than us. They, uh, we talked about on election day last week, the big sort, Mm -hmm. how we tend to put ourselves into communities in real life and online that are echo chambers. We're just hearing the same things. And so we assume that everybody believes the same way we do, or Mm -hmm. most people do, because that's the only thing we're hearing. And, uh, so what we get is the same thing that happens in the Among Us conversations. We hear some commentator or some somebody else make some sort of accusation against the other side. And because we live in this echo chamber where once that accusation is put out, everybody's repeating it, we automatically believe it. That's just kind of human nature. Right. Uh, whether that be our governor is corrupt, is inflating the the COVID numbers just to keep us locked down because she wants the power, or uh, the opposite side of Trump is trying to steal this election and he's going to put everything in litigation uh, and never leave the the White House and he's going to become a dictator. Twelve more years, you know this whole thing, like the Lincoln Project ridiculous commercial that they put out. Uh, you know, it, we put ourselves in those echo chambers and automatically believe any accusation that comes up. Mm-hmm. And so, and among us, someone that comes up, blue did it. I saw blue vent. Okay. What's blue going to say? Yeah. Nuh-uh. Bloop, 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 bloop. All the votes come in. Blue's yeah. 
yeet it out into space. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's our mindset. That's how we react these days. I honestly had the thought playing this game. I don't know if people would have responded the same way just 12 years ago. If people would be so quick to agree with any accusation just 12 years ago. I, I don't think, I don't think that they would have. Yeah. I think it's been a slow growing kind of process, Mm -hmm. you know, just like a kid when they're a toddler and they're learning the things that they can and can't do, you know, you give an inch, they take a foot, so to speak, you know, they're for years. People have been trying to see, okay, how how far can I go? All right. I went that far. Can I go a little bit farther? And I not consciously, I don't think, I don't think anybody has gone out of their way to say, okay, let's see how crazy we can make everything and everybody, you know, but over time people have just gotten more comfortable with accusations, more comfortable with confrontation to the point to where People are so comfortable with confrontation that they're uncomfortable with it, which I know makes zero sense, but (laughs) you cannot have just an open discussion with someone who views things differently than you anymore. You know, you can't just sit down and say, okay, well, I see this differently than you do. Explain to me why you, why you feel this way. Right. It immediately is an argument. It's immediately, I must defend my side. You are not going to prove me wrong. You are not going to tell me anything that is going to make me agree with you in any way, shape or form. And I think that's honestly where the biggest downfall in humanity comes in. We just, we choose not to listen to anyone anymore. Mm -hmm. We typically tend to think if I listen to you, then I agree with you. And that's not the case. Absolutely. Um, and, and that, that in itself also pushes us into our own corners again, into our own mm-hmm. subsections to the point where, and this is probably a whole nother show, but we're even racially segregating ourselves again. Yeah. You know, there were one of the most striking things that I remember was when Seattle had that Chaz yeah. autonomous zones. Mm-hmm. And they specifically had areas of provisions that were labeled black people only, white people only. I'm like, that's civil rights movement stuff that they were fighting against. Right. Water fountains segregated and stuff like that. And now that's being seen as the thing we want to do from, from the same ideology. And it's because I really think it's because we are self-segregating not just by race but by belief yeah by opinion by politics to the point where those are the only people we want to congregate with Mm -hmm. and i think a big part of that comes out of fear yeah because everyone is so easily offended so easily hurt um and there are some cases where it's rightfully so sure absolutely um we can't blanket statement everything is just wrong exactly but But out of a survival mechanism if you will out of protection for self fear of saying the wrong thing doing the wrong thing being offensive in any way shape or form you choose to close yourself off to protect yourself yeah And there's, I mean, 
it is definitely not right by any way, shape, or form. But with our our society these days and just everything being so crazy and questionable and all the doubts that everyone has, it's a it's a technique that I can almost understand, if you will. Yeah. It's a survival technique that I can almost understand. Protect self, protect family, isolate off. Again, not right. But I think... But understandable, yeah. It's, it's a coping mechanism, uh-huh. essentially. I think that is the world we have built for ourselves at this point. Yeah. So when it comes to what we should do as believers, uh, I believe there, there are two things that we should pull from Scripture that should be our two main goals moving forward from this point. No matter what happens with COVID, no matter what happens with the election, no matter what happens with any tension that's going on right now, your brain should reset to focus just on these two goals, in my opinion. Number one, love your enemies. And the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, Matthew 5, 43 through 45, You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your father in heaven. It's about as clear cut as it gets. Mm -hmm. If you have an enemy, love them. If you have an antagonist, love them. If you have someone who's ridiculing you, an opponent, an outspoken uncle, an annoying Facebook friend, a neighbor with a yard sign you're not a fan of, love them. Mm Mm-hmm. And how many of us really have enemies? I mean, we have people that we disagree with, people we don't like. Uh, You really have to hate someone to call them an enemy. Mm -hmm. And so even if you have someone that you hate that much, God's saying to love them. If you don't have someone that you hate that much, all the more reason to focus on love for the people you just disagree with. Yeah. Because that'll help you realize, gosh, this is getting out of hand. Um. The next one, the second one, is live at peace with everyone. Book of Romans, Paul instructs us in Romans 12, 18, and then 20 through 21. If at all possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. Mm Mm-hmm. So before getting to what this passage says, let's talk about what it doesn't say. It would be easy to take this phrase as far as it depends on you and turn it into an excuse to descend into this type of nasty conflict uh, presented to you just as long as you're not the one who started it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I didn't start this. So as far as it depends on me, I'm just, you know, responding in kind. That's not what it's saying. It's saying... If at all possible, telling you that anything less than impossible is possible. Mm -hmm. So as long as it's not impossible to live at peace with somebody, you should be working towards it. And Mm -hmm. I would dare say that except in extremely rare cases, you should be able to live peaceably with everybody. Mm -hmm. That it shouldn't be impossible. And these rare cases, like, involve the most terrible things that happen in humanity. Mm -hmm. Okay? Not, this person disagreed with me, this person yelled at me, this person uh, 
is a Republican or a Democrat, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you can live at peace with someone, even if they disagree with you on your stance on abortion, your stance on uh, homosexual marriage, you know, all this kind of stuff. If they disagree with you on that, guess what? You can still love them. You can still live at peace with them. And just because they disagree with you doesn't make them bad people. Mm-hmm. In our eyes, it might make them maybe misled. It might make them of a different morality. Uh, in God's eyes, it might make them lost, but that doesn't mean that they're lost forever. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that they don't have value. And that doesn't mean that one day you might well not welcome them into the kingdom of God right alongside you. You need to continually be a witness of God's love for all of those who don't share in the same faith that we do Mm -hmm. in the hopes that one day they will. Everything that you do, every interaction that you have with an unbeliever should be guiding them to Jesus instead of pushing them away. Mm Mm-hmm. Instead of painting Christianity as some hate-filled or anger-filled or righteous indignation-filled place, we get really, really too focused on uh, the idea of righteous anger. Mm-hmm. We put ourselves as an in, excuse. Yeah, we put ourselves in Jesus' shoes when yeah. he was flipping the tables. Mm-hmm. Jesus had a right to do that because he was God and that was his house. Yeah. Nobody else in that room in that church, no matter how righteous or holy they were, would have had the right to do what Jesus did. Right. And I would dare say in most cases, we don't have a right to righteous anger. We don't even have the ability to, to actually use it. Mm-hmm. And so stop trying to justify your negative responses and your bad attitude towards other people. By calling it righteous anger or by thinking that you're standing up for the faith. Stand up for the faith by spreading the faith, not by shaming those who don't have it. Don't kick people out the airlock (laughs) (laughs) to tie it all in. Uh Uh-huh. Instead, have a discussion. Vote skip. (laughs) Let's do a whole sermon. Oh my right goodness. here with with just among us. I mean, you know we're doing this, right? You know, youth leaders across the country have been doing this. If they haven't, they they've missed an opportunity. <laughs> that's for sure. Is there anything else you want to say before we wrap it up? I've word vomited this whole thing. <laughs> You've done it's good. All the thoughts I've wanted I to say. I do think that it's important to remember. You know, we can say, "Oh, I love them." I love them, you know, as, a, as another friend or our accountability partner is saying, hey, we're supposed to love that person. Yeah, I love them. <laughs> Let's remember that God knows our heart and he knows whether or not we are choosing to love them. <laughs> and that heaping those coals on someone's head is not meant to be done out of anger. <laughs> Even though the terminology sounds angry that's not how it's meant to be taken no um but you also said something that i think is you kind of like slid it right in there and i don't want to just slide right by it okay talking about living peaceably 
you are supposed to work towards that. Yeah. Work towards that. There are going to be instances where things are going to be difficult, situations, relationships are going to be difficult because of circumstances. We are not expected to brush those things and our emotions, our feelings, our differences under the rug and just pretend like they don't exist. But we are supposed to work towards peace. Absolutely. And that may take time. It may take pain. It may take raw emotion. But as long as we're working towards peace, then we're doing what God has commanded us to do, what he's asked us to do. And that is showing Christ's love, that this person is worth it. Mm -hmm. Even through the difficult, even through the ugly, they're worth it. And that's, I think that's something that's important, important to remember. Yeah. And it will often require us to come out of our echo chambers, yes. to come out of our self-segregation uh, politically, religiously, morally, racially, and otherwise, Mm -hmm. and actually reach across the aisle of life here and get in the trenches with people who disagree with us Yeah, and see that we don't really have all that much uh, different, that we have much more in common than we might think, and that ultimately we should have the goal to bring them to Christ if they aren't already believers. And if they are believers that disagree with you, the Bible's full of instances where fighting amongst yourselves does no good. Yeah. Fighting among the piddly garbage here on earth does nothing for the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. So knock it off. Please. <laughs> Please. Or we will yeet you. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Uh, we won't. We won't eat you. That's what we're talking about. We're not eating anybody. I'm sorry. Yeet. Yeet, not eat. It, the we more that Matt you. says it, it sounds as if he's saying eat you. And I am hungry. If you are not. You know what? The show's almost over and I'm going to eat. Okay, but I do have a bad joke for you. Oh, it's your favorite time of the week. So okay. Why shouldn't you write with a broken pencil? Because it has no point. <laughs> yeah, because it's pointless. Good yeah. job. See, you got that riddle, Mo. Little's like, like an hour and a half too late, but you got it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Right, we're going to take one more break. Don't go anywhere, because when we come back, we will share something that we love. More background morning show to come. Stick around. What up, nerd? We hope you're enjoying the podcast. But did you know that Love Thy Nerd showcases most of their content on LTN Radio First? That's right. Check the schedule and listen to most of our shows before they're available here over at LTNOnAir.com. While you're streaming, you'll also hear the best mix of Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie, and even some content made exclusively for our radio listeners. Stream directly from LTNOnAir.com or download the Live 365 app and favorite LTN Radio. And let us become your new daily soundtrack. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show as things are winding down for the day. But first, we're going to share with you some things that we love. All right, what do you got? Uh, It's a board game. Ooh. Right up our alley here at Love That Nerd. Hunt a killer. 
Explain. Okay. You know, I actually don't know that you can consider it a board game, per se, because there's no board. Is it a tabletop game? It's a game. That you play okay. on a tabletop? So here's the thing, okay? It, you, Is it a party game? It's a party game. Gotcha. You work it with other people, um, but you're hunting a killer. You Essentially, you are a... You have been hired by a private investigator. Okay. Okay, and you get a box. And in this box, it's like a series of boxes, okay? It's like a, a month subscription thing. That you oh, get, okay, 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 okay. And so in your first box, you get all the details of the crime, what happened, who the victim is, and who all the suspects are. And in every box, you are eliminating suspects. And so every box has different um, clues, different evidence. You log on to your computer and there's files. There's a whole website that you log on to, files that you have to get in with a password. It's brilliantly done. Every single aspect has been thought of, played out, planned hmm. out. It's genius. Absolutely genius. So is each box a different game, no. like a different version, or is this one long game that okay. plays out over a year? Well, so there are different crimes, okay? Right now we're working on one from um, a class reunion, okay? And this class reunion has six boxes that go along with it. Oh, okay. Okay, but that our friend had ordered that one, and so after playing three boxes worth of it, we also ordered another crime that's... It happens in a movie theater. Obviously, we haven't opened that one yet because we haven't even finished the first one. Okay. But each crime mm. essentially has six to eight different boxes that go along with it. And you can have them all delivered at once. It can be done monthly, bi-monthly. You have it set up however you want so that you gather with your friends or if you just want to do a date night thing just you and your spouse so with each box killer. with each box do you reach a stopping point yes like there's a yes. there's a goal at the end of each box yes okay the end of each box you eliminate one suspect gotcha okay mm -hmm. okay that sounds actually pretty cool yep and they have the website so you go in and you you pick the person that you're the suspect that you're eliminating and it will tell you whether or not you're correct okay yeah. I like that. I like that. It is really cool. Okay. Uh, my thing is uh, Operation Christmas Child. Aww. Uh, those of you, this is probably, I believe, the last week that you can get a box in. If your area is any anything like uh, my area, people just aren't into it as much this year. Uh I know money's tight for a lot of folks. I know going shopping is difficult for a lot of folks. Um, and I, I, I'm worried they're going to be under in boxes a lot. Yeah. Uh, Operation Shoebox, or well, Operation Christmas Child, for those of you who don't know, is, is when you're, you, it's the, uh, it's run by Samaritan's Purse. And people across the world pack shoebox size boxes um, full of like toys. Uh, used to be able to put candy in there. You can't do that now. But toys and like hygiene items, school supplies, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. And uh, you pack it as tight as you can, wrap it up, and there are collection areas in pretty much every town and state. And those get 
sent. They get sorted through. They get uh, checked and sent for customs to all across the world to places that are either remote or underfunded. Basically, areas where there's going to be a large proportion of kids who won't get anything for Christmas. Mm -hmm. And this is an opportunity to, number one, give them a gift that they're going to latch on to probably for the rest of their lives, a memory that they'll have as well, and to share the gospel with them. Mm -hmm. And uh, they do much more than just drop off boxes. They set up like a whole services and follow-ups and you know, they put people in these areas to be there as, as uh, to answer questions and guidance and all that kind of stuff. And uh, even if, you know, the kid isn't responsive to the gospel message, they still get that gift. And that's a seed that's planted in their life that might one day flourish into something big. It's a really cool ministry that blesses a bunch of children, communities, and parents who are struggling to get gifts and things like that. And... Uh, like I said, this year they might it just might not be getting done as it has been in the last last several years. Yeah. So if you are so inclined to help out with that, they've actually really been pushing the build a box online thing. So you can go to Samaritan's Purse, uh, find the Operation Christmas Child page, and there is a build a box uh, online option where you pay twenty five dollars and they let you like pick from a bunch of different. Uh, Toys, school supplies, and whatever you pick one one or two things from each selection of kind of kind of item. Mm-hmm. Build your own box there and pay for it, and they will actually go and build that box for you with those items and send it off. And you don't ever have to go to the store or find an empty shoe box or anything of that nature. And you'll you'll even be able to track where that box goes. Um, you can put in a little note about who you are, you or your family or anything like that. Send them a letter, uh, saying that you'll be praying for them. All kinds of really cool stuff that'll bless somebody, uh, without ever leaving your couch. You can do it right now. Uh, 25 bucks is, is not a lot, uh, in the scope of things, especially when you look at all the good that that will do, Mm -hmm. uh, in someone's life. So you're basically investing just a little bit of money into, uh, hopefully, a big change in someone's life moving forward. Yeah. So I think it's a great, great investment. Agreed. Go check that out. Operation Christmas Child. Bet. Bet. <laughs> All right, Mo, let's end with our verse of the day. And I picked a perfect one for our for our topic of Among Us uh, themed stuff. So go ahead. Our verse is Matthew eighteen twenty. For where two or three are gathered in my name... There am I among them. <laughs> Actually, I didn't pick that out. In all honesty, it came up like randomly. Randomly. It wasn't like, random. This is perfect. The Lord knew what he was doing. <laughs> all right. That's going to do it for our show today. Be sure to check out all of what we do online at lovethynerd.com. We've got amazing articles on all things nerdy, as well as this show, LTN Radio, and our other podcasts. If you'd like to directly support our mission and become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd, and specifically with LTN Radio, then please visit give.ltnonair.com. And become a financial partner. Uh, Let's see here. 
I get lost in my my paragraph. I'm sorry. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization. Your gift is tax deductible. And if those numbers mean anything to you, they really mean something to you. And if they don't mean anything to you, it doesn't matter. Just support us financially, please. And uh, don't forget, you can also select Love Thy Nerd as your charity of choice on smile.amazon.com. And that gives LTN a small kickback from your purchases at absolutely no cost to you. Make sure you're following us on all the socials at at the back row LTN at LTN on air and at love thy nerd and the back row morning show has its own Facebook group community for Christian humor back row Baptist church. So search us out and join in on the fun. Lastly, just in case you ever miss a day, find the back row morning show on Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Amazon podcasts, subscribe, rate five stars and leave a review. Something along the lines of Mo is the imposter. <gasps> Join us tomorrow morning for Back Row Rewind as we bring you a classic episode of Back Row Baptist Podcast where we discuss wrestling and faith intersecting. Featuring John Berkey from the new Love Thy Nerd Podcast, Two Words, right here on LTN Radio at 7 a.m. Central with an encore at 9 a.m. And Matt and I will be back with new episodes next Monday. Have a great day. Mo, final thought. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. And remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise it's true. (laughs) Jesus loves you, nerd.